want Tiffany Grant. Thank you very much. It's September 1st, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 60. And dodging the twisters, I'm Abel Kirby. And digging holes and finding gold, I'm Cold Acid. Woohoo! And another big 6-0 pop. And this one's, oh, I said pop just as I popped because I don't have a pop filter. Uh, I got a Bud Light. <laughs> ah, I got to find my uh, bottle opener. There it is. I got a Haritos. A Haritos. Lime Haritos. A lime. A lemon. There was a guy uh, I used to talk to who went down to Mexico, and he said, ah, oh, he wanted a glass of water with uh, with a lemon in it. And so he orders it, and the guy comes down, and it's got a lime in it. He goes, so, uh, I, you know, I was I wanted to get water with a lemon in it. He goes, the, the waiter looks at him and goes, oh, senor, that is a lemon. It seems it seems there's some ambiguity in what that uh, what that citrus uh, fruit is down there. So, Senor, it is a lineman. Ah, uh, well, well, we had some uh, some stuff going on in Maryland. We had some tornadoes touching down. Shit going down, man. It's a twister. Yeah, I'm waiting for Helen Hunt to show up. We had Tropical Depression Ida blowing up Louisiana and traveling all the way up the coast. Um, and Ida the hoe. Eye to the hoe, man. And stopped uh, in Maryland, and uh, we had tornado warnings all day. I was I was on FM radio just tuning into different things, and I heard them. Uh, all these different counties kept popping in saying, oh, yeah, there's tornado watch, tornado watch. Hey, there's a tornado down the road from you. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, this is great. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of shit went down. Um, there was, uh, I put a photo in the show notes. And you can see a downed uh, telephone pole right across the road in front of a Burger King that was in, um, oh, I can't remember what town that was from. I think it's the, uh, I think it's in Anne Arundel County. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure the uh, the news story I linked in, I didn't get to read it yet. It just, I, I pulled it in right before the show. But they also had floods everywhere. There were flash flood warnings and actual floods happening. So then Rockville, Maryland, there was a guy who died, uh, at least one already yeah. from, you know, f flooding. So it got kind of hairy here. I think it's still going. I checked the weather before I sat down to podcast. It's still raining outside. It's been going all day. And uh, yeah, it's the whole storm's moving up away from us now. So it's moving up towards uh, New England to go water on someone else. But it sounds like Louisiana got yeah. the worst of it. Uh, just checking things out. There was just photos of death and destruction in Louisiana. And they, they have... Uh, a heat wave going through right now, so it's way too hot, no one has power, and everyone's flooded, and it sounds like it's fucking terrible, man. And it hit them on the anniversary of Katrina. Yeah. It's, um... Now, up here, up here, we haven't had a good hurricane in several decades, and we haven't had one with fatalities since 1954. Yeah. yeah. I guess not a lot of, not a lot of uh, hurricanes make it up that far. Well, you have the white squalls, though, right? Off the lakes. Those could turn boats over, Snow right? Snow squalls is something different. And that, that you get whenever you have a big body of water nearby in the wintertime. Mm. Well, there was some, some confusion about the... Speaking of snow, I was going through the news articles. There's some pretty bad coverage of this from uh, MSN. And I went and checked. They were actually covering today's story. But 
they used so the the first two things I see in news stories about the tornadoes in Maryland. The first thing you see is people using stock photos of tornadoes like over cornfields or in Oklahoma or something as the headline picture because no one has a photo of a of a recent tornado, I guess. I don't know why. So all the publishers just put up a stock photo of uh, some they type uh, in Shutterstock tornado and they put it up at the top, you know. Uh, for flavor for the piece, but it's not really a picture of the tornado that's happening. It's it's very misleading to the public. I think it's it's just a dumb way to do it too. But even worse was MSN.com. They went one better. They didn't just use stock photos of another tornado. They used stock photos of I guess they're they're local photos of a different storm. And it's not a tornado. It's a snowstorm. Yeah, I'm looking at this article and it's like. All this, all these photos of like some snowstorm, and the article text is all about Ida. It's like, what happened? Like the the pictures, what do they do? Like copy an existing article from a winter storm and then just replace yeah. the text. It's really garbage. You, yeah, you're like you're like more than halfway down down the article or the page the page itself before you see before you see a picture again that actually like shows like recent weather rather than like something happening yeah. last winter it's just it yeah it's like a, a little girl eating a snowball and the stories about uh, almost all the baltimore metropolitan area remains under flash flood watch and they're talking about the the storm there's a snowball fight you know it's just really dumb so i don't know MSN. And then, you get down to, then you get down to some dude who's kayaking in like short <laughs> sleeves. Yeah. What's this have to do with the storm? I mean, the flood's not that bad. You don't need a kayak. So MSN News, you get this one. That's your buzz. Yeah. For being shit. <laughs> oh, man. They have a nice slideshow at the bottom of the article, though. <laughs> yeah. Slides of other uh, slides of other disasters that are unrelated to the story, maybe. No, it looks like it's from... Let's see. Damage to wires and utility poles affects Wex Street from remnants of Ida. I'm seeing like kids on a picnic. Okay, some lady, some lady <laughs> with her daughter in the rain. I see some uh, cheer some cheerleaders, high school cheerleaders. Yeah, there practicing. are some cheerleaders. <laughs> These... Some girls sitting in the park. I don't think this is today. Uh, oh, well... some of the, some of them are. Some of them are because they actually say like September first on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see one. I see one with a picture of a Wendy's sign uh, with a big telephone yeah. pole where you see the tornado blew right through the Wendy's, uh, right in front of the Wendy's restaurant. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, the only one that actually has a date on it. So Microsoft. that might be the only that and the following picture, the second one with the with the woman and her daughter walking in the rain. Yeah. Well, fortunately, uh, well, maybe this is it. We need to download Microsoft Edge. It's recommended by Microsoft to help keep us safe on the web. So maybe if we look at this page through uh, through Edge, all those uh, the fake news pictures won't show up. The disinformation they're fausting on us will disappear since Microsoft Edge keeps us safe. It's possible, but I'm not willing to risk it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, the world will never know because no one wants to download Edge. No, thank you. It reminds me of... The joke about Internet Explorer. It's a great browser for downloading other browsers. Yeah. The number one use. That's, uh... Yeah, it's... In retrospect, like, the the monopoly that Windows had on browsers was sort of child's play. Because you could always just download another browser, you know? It was... 
compared to the shit that goes on these days with Google and Alphabet and everything else they do. Come on. It just seems like small potatoes in retrospect. They packaged a piece of software. Yeah, well, look at what the rest of these companies do now. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's how it goes. So that aside, uh, what do we got for news today? I got a couple things I brought in. Uh, a little bit of anime stuff. A little, I got some depressing stuff. I don't know if I want to get to from Colorado, but is if we need to, maybe we'll, if we feel like it, maybe we'll get into it. It's maybe a little too st- uh, steep, a little too real for, uh, for Rare Encounters. So I don't know. I've got some journeys and a quest to recreate a lost and terrifying medieval mead. That sounds pretty good. Lost and terrifying mead? I like mead. I've made mead before. Yeah, well, this one one involves getting honey to the point where it erupts like a volcano. It erupts like a volcano? The honey does? Yes. The honey erupts. The honey erupts. Honey eruptus. Was that a Harry Potter spell? No. What? What? What makes honey erupt? I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure why. There. There's some science behind it. But anyway, there's this. There's this old style of mead called boche. Boche. Okay. Boche. Let me let me spell it out because I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. B o c h e t. And it's from France, so Boucher. Boucher, so it's as good as I could do. Boucher. Yeah. And now this this article on Atlas Obscura about it actually even includes how to make it. Mm. By the way, apparently apparently boiling honey is like medieval napalm, essentially. Oh, really? Is that like the boiling oil yeah. from the murder holes you pour down on the invading army? Boucher. Boucher. It's Boucher. 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 So I was pronouncing. Anyway, it starts off like you you caramelize the honey mm-hmm. and then you make and then you make the mead with it. Boucher. Cool. Did you try any of it or is it is it a quest to uh, no, get that I ancient haven't. flavor? Who's doing this? Oh, this is uh, this is just somebody who actually like wrote up about their journey to make it. Okay. And did they end up and making it? Included like having having to hunt through having to hunt through like old papers, learning about uh, medieval measurements used in uh, in France, sucking a lot of uh, flowers and spitting them up in uh, hexagonal cells. Did they do any of that, or did they let some bees do that for them? Let the bees do that. Okay. Did you? But like- yeah. So oh, one of the things one of the things with it is uh, that uh, uh, yeah. So first of all, yeah, caramelizing it uh, using using natural and uh, and produced yeasts, brewers yeast, right? Okay. Ginger cloves, adding that in. But yeah, the big the big thing is. First of all, when you heat honey, it expands quite a bit, like two or three times the original volume. Oh, is this where the volcano stuff comes in? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, first of all, boiling honey is an immediate second degree burn. Okay. But it's, it's a very sweet burn though. It's a sweet pain. It's called sweet heat. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing is... Is yeah, a sugar volcano out of the honey. 
Boy. And so is making the sugar volcano important to making your uh, mead? Or is it just uh, something? No, if you if you get the sugar volcano, you might be doing something a little wrong. That <laughs> uh, sounds like the fun part. I don't know. Maybe drinking it's the fun part. Yes, so yes. I made drinking my... is the fun part. Avoiding making it explode all over your face and arms is also the fun part. I liked making mead the first time I did it. We had uh, it's just like a you could do it in a kitchen without any special tools. You know, just a pot and a pan. Um, and ingredients from your local grocery store can be had for under uh, 20 bucks. And I, th I made apple mead. And it came up pretty well. Cinnamon apple mead. Uh, I made a couple different batches of it once upon a time. You know, years and years ago. That and, sounds pretty good. Yeah, and the way you did it is you ended up... Well, you had to clean everything because you wanted to make sure you were uh, getting the right, only the right kind of yeast bacteria in there that you wanted. Um, then you used... we. What'd you do? Uh, it was just like apple juice without any preservatives in it and honey and um, a couple other flavoring ingredients. Uh, nothing too crazy. It's mostly like stuff you get out of uh, the fresh food section. And then uh, you put it all in a pot in the famous way. I think they were doing this on 4chan, actually. It was a popular thing to do on, on uh, I think, the, the Slash B board or something like that, where you just, people were talking about making mead there. <laughs> and so you put it all in a big uh bucket or a big uh, vessel i should say with a balloon on the top with a pinprick in the balloon and you can buy all this stuff you go to a brewery store you can buy all these fancy shenanigans that uh that are supposed to help make this work but you're basically making a balloon that's going to blow up and act like a one-way valve as the thing ferments and uh just sit in a closet for a week man it was great it's just um stuff going bad you know the sugar ferments and if it has the right yeast in it then it turns into meat if it has the wrong kind of germs and stuff inside it then it turns into vinegar and uh, i learned two things uh one was that yeah if you make mead wrong it turns into vinegar and second is you can actually get drunk on vinegar okay i did not know about getting drunk on and vinegar but you don't uh, want to don't try it though <laughs> but it seems to be possible it's either that or a huh. delirium state you get into if you drink too much of it i don't know probably a delirium state i, I would not recommend it though no. Anyway, the person who wrote this article, she actually tried various different yeasts for doing this as an experiment. So when she got to that stage where you start fermenting, she divided up the uh, she divided up the liquid, right? The mm -hmm. and she used uh, like a wine yeast. She used uh, a couple of ale yeasts, Quebec yeast. And some wild yeast that she was uh, able to collect out of the environment. Oh, yeah. As long as it's not from some guy's beard, which I heard people do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, you do still, like, have to filter after a while, right? So you don't have to worry about getting some dude's hairs in your drink. I just think making a... Using a, a yeast to make, like, a an ale or a mead out of, like, some guy's... We got the germs out of some guy's beard and we used it. It's, I don't know. That just sounds bad. Sorry. So I can't from, get on board from with the it. Yeah. From the experiments, from the sound of it, the best the best yeasts for the Boucher were English ale-style yeast and the wild yeast. The wild yeast. Where the wild yeast grows. The Quebec... The Quebec Using the Quebec, it uh, it was bitter medicine. It tasted so it seems like it tasted like medicine, 
And meanwhile, the the wine yeast made it astringent, mm. apparently. That doesn't surprise me too much. I mean, wine has a little bit of that flavor in it sometimes, too, depending on what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a, it's a fun experience if anyone wants to do it. There's plenty of guides online. You don't need me to tell you how to do it. Uh, don't trust me. Go go find some reputable uh, mead uh, webpage. You can use Microsoft Edge to look up some mead recipes, and you'll be sure to get the best one. Or if you want to make Boucher instead of just some regular yeast, the link's going to be in the show notes. So everyone can check that out and... If you've got if you've got like a few months to prepare it and a year to age it, you should be in for a treat. That's fun stuff. Well, I went back to the uh, the old uh, visual novel. Well, was looking around for something to play, um, and we I, I talked to you offline a little bit. We were throwing around some dumb ideas about what I'm uh, actually going to read. But what I actually got into was I went through my collection of stuff that I owned but didn't never really played, and I pulled out Stein's Gate. Yeah, so I've never actually read that. I never watched the anime. I just vaguely had some idea of what it was about, and so I installed that, and I played, I don't know what it is, like the first chapter, the first couple sections of it, at least. It's kind of things are going on, you know, stuff's starting to happen in the uh, in the story with the uh, the microwave and the time travel and all this stuff. So it's, it, I, I'm late to the party. I know this was very popular. <laughs> I don't know, what was well, it, All I know is the memes, so, so, like, you don't have to worry there. Yeah, it's, the, I guess Dr. Pepper is the meme that I remember about Steinsgate, was Dr. Pepper is the drink for intellectuals, is, is, uh... Yeah, I, I remember that, and, uh, and a few, and a few, like, Doctor Who references. Some funny things in some there. Memes, uh, some memes were, like, Doctor Who references, at the same time as they're like covering uh, the uh, the visual novel itself. Um, so I'm late to the party. Uh, this one came out in 2009, so it's uh, it's uh, been a while. A lot of people liked the anime when it came out. I remember when it got adapted, but the uh, the company that published it was it, well, it was made by Nitro Plus, and I didn't remember that. I remember some company made it, but I didn't realize it was actually Nitro Plus. So that's what put me over the edge to actually want to play it because I always like Nitro Plus stuff. So very, yeah. uh, very interesting. Very, it's kind of a kooky main character who's sort of obsessed with internet conspiracy theories, and then they start coming true. Is is the sort of the thesis of this? And uh, is it pretty funny so far. Pretty fun, and but also serious. You know, so it has that uh, that kind of classic anime style where where it'll keep changing gears on you, where it'll be like a fun scene, then it'll be something really serious happens, and then it'll be back to something else, you know. The whiplash. I like the yeah, whiplash. Yeah, a, a lot of that mood whiplash, yeah. <laughs> That's fun, though. Yeah. And they made an anime out of it, yeah, and and a film. Yeah, I never watched any of that stuff. I liked, so Nitro Plus made a bunch of stuff. I mean, like Phantom of Inferno. I remember reading that, but I don't remember what the hell happened in it. Uh, there was uh, Kiko Kugai, the Cyber Slayer. Did you ever read that one? Nope. That was the cyberpunk ninja revenge story where uh, the cyber mafias <laughs> abducted his sister and broke her personality into 15 parts and installed it into sex bots. And so he's going around to the different mafia places and he has to, like, defeat the mafia leader who is, you know, the subs 
decked out cyber, you know, uh, ninja warrior kind of thing. And so there's a big sword fight and everything. And then he has to uh, get the personality crystal or whatever back. I can't remember what the hell the thing it was. Very, uh, very fun, kind of cool, campy kind of thing. Um, you know, very Chinese kind of kung fu kind of thing. Uh, but cyberpunk too. It was a, a really fun way. Let's cyber slayer. And of course, Saiyan no Uda. We all know Saiyan no Uda. Yeah. Everyone's read that one. <laughs> Sonicami. I never read that one. I remember the uh I have it. I, 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 I haven't actually I haven't actually read it, but I own it physically. <laughs> the hoarder. I got a physical copy and it had like a little it had like a little stand up of Super Sonico. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they did the, um, oh, what was the one with the, the Mecha Warriors? Uh, it was like Demon Bane. It was called Demon uh, Bane, wasn't it? Full Metal Demon? No, no, it was called D Demon Bane. Who, I thought oh, it was. Demon Bane. I, I thought it was a Nitro Plus game, but apparently it's not on this list. It's Very on this strange. list I'm looking at on, on Book of Knowledge. Kitchen Hisho Demon Bane. Oh, that's it. Yeah, for some reason I didn't see it there. Yeah, that was a fun one. I got that for free. If I remember right. Oh. From, um... How'd you get that? I was talking to... Was it the Jast guys? At some some convention? And we were just chatting about things, and... Uh, I kept... I, Peter and pals, eh? I kept asking about, um... Django. You know that uh, game Django they licensed and then never came out? No, yeah, it was I a Nitro Plus game. And they put it on their posters one year. They had a big press event for it. I was at the press event. They announced this. Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to go read this. this. It was on my list. And they said, oh, it's getting an official release. This is perfect. And then the next year, uh, it was kind of, they said, oh, we're working on it. Uh, but, uh, and they had like promotional materials. Like it was on their post, you know, the catalog um, Jazz puts out where it's a big fold out poster with all the titles on the back and you know whatever thing they're promoting is on the front they hand these out all the time if you see them at their their booths they make one it seems like every year and they started putting the Django um, cover art on this thing and they're heavily promoting it and then the next year it was crickets and I kept asking the guy what's going on with it and they said well I think at the time this was when that guy from the composer at Nitro Plus had, was like killed in a car crash you remember that Ooh. that at all? And it was something fell through right then. This whole studio like took a uh, six months off to mourn or something like that. They did a bunch of and they, they couldn't get any of the any of the original assets or something was. I can't remember the story anymore. Now it's too long ago. But something went down with it, and then Django just never came out. And this was before you know Django Unchained the movie. This is this was uh, Django the the uh, visual novel, the Western visual novel. <laughs> Which I'm told uh, opens on a scene with pigmen uh, doing uh, indecent things to someone, but I've not confirmed that myself. So as far as I know, it's PG. You'll you'll see. You'll have to you'll have to learn Japanese and get like a native copy of it. Yeah. At this point, I would assume I, I'm looking at okay English. It's supposed to be released in English TBA by Jazz, so it's still not out. And uh, oh my god, how old is this? The game's in four by three. Is that how long they've been working on it? The Look format's at, actually 4x3? Looking at this, Zoku Satsuriku no Django, Jigoku no Shokinkubi, July 27, 2007. Jeez. Hey, even got a Chinese release. Oh, that's a patch, though. That doesn't count. Korean re No, that's an unofficial patch, though, too. Yeah. 
We've been still. We're still waiting. I still. Now, have... now when it comes to, now when it comes to Jast and A Box stuff that I've seen that are like catalogs of any sort, it's that uh, it's that for a couple of years at Anime Expo, they had essentially they had essentially like a hentai doujin for advertising pocket pussies. Really, I don't remember this at all. Really. I remember that it was 90% the G Collections catalog, but uh, no, I don't remember that. Somewhere somewhere among all my photos from past anime expos, I have, I have page by page shots of these because I wasn't going to even dare coming back into Canada with them. Mm. Hey guys, what's this? Oh my god. So if you really want, I'll try and dig those up and uh, and zip them up for you. It's a it's a photo book. What is this? No, it's like it's like a catalog. Like it's a sex toy catalog. Essentially, yeah, in the form of a hentai dojin. Ah, boy. This is like the headphones. I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, Jazz J Box doing that. I might be wrong. J-List. J-List. That would be J-List, J-List, yeah. So it's still Peter yeah. Payne. It would be a Peter Payne thing. Oh, it, it definitely, yeah, definitely Peter Payne. <laughs> he was probably at the, uh, he was at the booth handing him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Peter, man, he, he's almost always at the booth. I don't know about him handing things out, but he, every, like, every year at Anime Expo, I've seen him there at the booth. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just like, Making sales, chatting with people coming by, and just like you know, general generally being like any anyone else there except on the except on the wrong side of the table. Hmm. Well, Jayless Peter. Oh yeah, I looked at his Twitter page. It says, "Caution: This profile may include potentially sensitive content." Do we still want to look at it? Uh, yeah. Oh, Peter Payne. Only makes you want to look at it even more. Yep. And he is on Twitter. You know, you know what this porn. also. You know what this also reminds me. I didn't realize this, but Jast was the English publisher of the first of the first uh, visual novel I've read. I ever read. Um, Kana Emoto? No. Uh, do you do like you do you like horny bunnies? bunnies? Ah, that was my second yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> do you like horny bunnies? <laughs> Echina Bunny San Wakari, if I remember right. No, I never. Echina Bunny San Wakari. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> I remember seeing that on the title list. I are you sure that was them or was that G Collections? Because what um, Jest had was they uh, they had all the G Collections catalog, and there was like nine. Yeah, because of what they, they sold bought the G Collections. So they just, their catalog was like two games for a couple of years. It was like, oh, we did like two games. And then also we have the back catalog from these other companies we bought. Oh, man. Look how far they've come. I put a, um, I put a link to their website in my notes. Hey, let's, let's check out Jast USA because we're not getting away from this topic now. Um, <laughs> no, we're not going to get away from this topic Jast, at this point. JastUSA.com. What do they have for new titles? Let's see. Uh, game store new releases. Opie Academy, Big Bouncy Booby Babes, thirty nine ninety nine. Oh boy, are you sure you want to continue? Yeah, of course I am. And uh, looks Damn like right. it's exactly what it sounds like. 
uh, Full Metal Demon Masumara. Is this one of these serious games? I always like it when they do the when you talk Muramasa. to some of these guys, they'll say, "Yeah, we really want to do the serious stories, you know, the sci-fi, um, you know, drama, the like the really uh, the really heavy kind of." Uh, you know, hard sci-fi stories, or what you'd think of as like a really nice, really good story kind of thing. But they don't sell as well as porn, so basically they end up having to market a bunch of porn anyway, is what one of the marketer guys told me once. Actually, I heard that from two people. I heard that from no, you, Jasmine, you remember, I heard that from Sekai Project. Do you remember our KS days? Do you remember when some of the some of the artists were like, well, one particular artist especially was like, Solidly all about Ayu Sankey. I don't remember this at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was uh, kind of a kind of a rants like game where where different nations on Earth were represented by oh uh, shit. I know what girls. You, yeah, I know what you mean. I I remember this one. Yeah, I remember when they were doing the release, the character reveals. Yeah, where they had the. Um, on their webpage for this game. So this is one of these, um, yeah, it's like a rants game, but no one knows what rants game means. I know what it means. Uh, what is it? It's a, was that a turn-based game? Turn-based combat game? Where you, I... you have these battles, so they have the map of Japan, and it's in kind of, there's these warring different, uh, different leaders. I don't know, it's like the Shogun's probably in there somewhere. You know, it, you bu building up your army and trying to invade the next nation over and you're trying to conquer the whole island and unite Japan. And, uh, and so they had a bunch of historical figures, including historical figures who had nothing to do with Japan. If I remember right. And they just showed up as uh, different girls in the game. So all of the characters were girls as, as they tend to do in visual novels. And they were kind of teasing, Oh, there's going to be like a hundred different characters you can have sex with in the in the game was the pitch and they had a a reveal like every week they would say oh this one's a, i don't know albert einstein female but it was, it was always something stupid like that i remember when that was going on because everyone on twitter was going after it it's fun times yeah well this is i mean this is actually like world conquest in Ayusenki. i mean in fact the english subtitle of the game is the world conquest I, i've never played it I assume it's the same as every and, other game in that uh, genre. I'm looking at a picture, though. Yeah, no, it looks like it's World Conquest. There's Baghdad. You can go take over Baghdad. Yep. Babylon, there's Cairo, Egypt, Athens. There's the European Union, Britain. Oh, there's Napoleon. Apparently, Napoleon is a 17-year-old girl, so yeah, okay. With a hat, though. She has Napoleon's hat on. Well, of course. How else would you know it's Napoleon? <laughs> Oh, boy. Got you there, didn't I? Yeah, only Napoleon wears hats. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's a stomp. There's a stomp. Yeah, I remember when that came out. I I remember thinking about buying it, and the price was like 60 bucks. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. I, it, I think when it came out, it was just too much. Uh, I didn't care for it. Yeah, it's... I like looking at it. I ended up buying it also physically, and I never got around to playing it. So what do you have for visual novels in your queue? What do you uh, read next? Because I'm reading Steins Gate. Man, I am I'm not hitting any visual novels until I whittle down my book queue. <sighs> Man, you're doing it wrong. 
Ah, uh, well, that's fine. I, there's only there's only so much cold acid to go around at any particular time. <laughs> there's Rants 1 and 2 from Manga Gamer. You can get both Rants games, the first two. What can I get off a Sekai project? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I actually didn't look at that one. We should find out, though. Slobbish Dragon Princess. Hey, that's up your alley. I, let me open it. Childhood Friends. Girls in Glasses. These, these are... These last two have, like, some very generic names. Oh, there's World End Economica Complete. That was by the guy who wrote Spice and Wolf. What are, yeah, I can't remember and, his name uh, and I have that, I have that all, thanks to, uh, uh, what was it? Not, uh, some sort of crowdfunding thing got me all the translations for World End Economica. Hmm. And yes, from, written by the same person who brought us Spice and Wolf. Sierra Ops. What is this? Uh, no. I thought this was a different developer. Oh, Star Nova Idol Empire. Is that, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Love in Space. Wow, he's still making games. Yeah. He's still year. making games. Maho Arms. Shining Song Star Nova Idol Empire. My God. So he took his, <laughs> the, his first game, um, oh, after Hamwad, uh, he had that, um, the space turn-based combat game that was pretty good. I, I played that one on Steam back in the day. I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, and he had a sequel to that, and he had something. It was like Star Note, Star Rider, or something. And then he did a bunch of spin-offs. Yeah, I think it was Star Rider. Uh, All I really remember—I don't remember his name. I remember—I remember some other people in the community. Samakun. Yeah, I remember some other people in the community like would make fun of him. Oh yeah, well he wrote Hamwad. Uh, I think for his uh, school thesis, or his master's thesis or something in cultural relations, he made a visual novel for his for his project. I think that's what yeah, that would that, that, <laughs> that would get somebody made fun of. Yes, and, and also he apparently passed, even though his project was homeward, or as we call it, Hamwad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, I still love him. Uh, I I met him once. I told him I liked his yeah. games because I just played Star Rider. And I did. I like Star Rider. Oh, there, there's a, there's another title I recognize scrolling down the Sekai Project list. Which is? Highway Blossoms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never heard back about that record pressing for that one. I should, uh. I should call him. Uh, it's, it sounded like they were going to uh, do something. I need to find out if, uh, if they actually went through with it or not. There's Sunrider Academy back in 2015. Yeah, he, that was a cash grab. <laughs> He even told me that. He said, <laughs> yeah, we, we're we just trying to make some money here. I need to pay my rent, man. Oh, man. Planetarian. Oh, Planetarian was good. Hey, are we, let's, you know what? Let's just spend the rest of the uh, episode listing names of visual novels. No, because I actually have other content, too. All right, what do we got for other content? Let's move on. All right, so there's a mission. There's a mission to find an alternate route from one side of Canada to the other, there because there's two spots. There's two spots, both of them in northern Ontario, where there is no alternate to go from one side of the country to the other. So if either of these routes are blocked, then or blown then up by you polar can't bears, stay. Yeah, yeah. Then you cannot stay in Canada to get from one side of the country to the other. You've got to go passing through the states. So the first one of these is the Nipigon River Bridge in Nipigon, Ontario, 
just off of Lake Superior. Now, this the Nipigon River goes from the third largest lake entirely contained in Canada, Lake Nipigon, and it flows into Lake Superior. And they did some they did, built a new bridge across there some time ago, but it ended up it ended up uh, being closed for a while because of some issues with the new spans. And it was only closed for about 24 hours, but it completely blocked all internal traffic uh, across this part of the country because hmm. there is no there's no alternate route. Some people say that there is though. There's a route that brings you that can bring you across the north side of Lake Nipigon, and some well, people claim it exists and. I've been looking, and I'm not finding it. So what we're talking about is route... What is it? I just saw the number here. It's 11? Highways 17 and 11. Uh, They're twinned there, yeah. And so there's like one bridge where it's easy to pass from Ontario if you're heading towards Manitoba. Um, I don't know what's on... I don't know what's in between those two. It looks it, like a lot a of two, woods. It's a two-span... Yeah, it's a two-span bridge with two lanes each way, right? So you've got but, basically one road that goes that direction. And if, uh, and right at the bridge, there's a, there's a choke point there. Yeah. So if, if one of the spans, if one of the spans has to close, they can redirect traffic in one way, one lane each way across the other span. But mm -hmm. at this point, they had taken down the original bridge span and only one of the spans was was constructed, and that was the one that that was closed because of uh, because of some construction issue. I think it was, or I don't, hmm. uh, well, it looks like there's a railroad bridge. Yeah, right there was it. a there was a there was a problem with an expansion joint where uh -oh. where bolts where bolts attaching or bolts attaching the. Uh, the main deck girder to one of the bearings had all failed in winter, uh -oh. causing and causing the causing the deck the bridge to lift by over half a half a meter, and Ooh. because that was the only that was the only working span at the time, that meant that's it. There's no there's no getting across that. I mean, short of, short of having a short of having a tank with uh, high treads on the front, right? Mm -hmm. which would have its own set of problems, you were not getting across that bridge. Hmm. Unfortunately, I've... they had it fixed. They had it fixed within 24 hours. But the, but at the same time, there are spots where if there was any sort of actual incentive, they could build, an, they could build another road that connects to Highway 585, therefore, therefore bypassing the Nipigon River Bridge there. And given that the Nipigon River itself is dammed at several points for power generation, in fact, the main reason for Highway 585 is to actually go to those hydro dams for servicing. Mm -hmm. The Alexander right? Dam and Falls Overlook, is that what you're talking about? I don't know the names like of them the all. There's... One on there. I'm just driving up five. Eight. Look, I'm in Google. Yeah. I'm in a little Google Street. The, one, view. the Cameron Fall, the Cameron Falls one, would be the perfect place since there are bridges there, as well, 
to I'm not there. I'm driving north on building. 585. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm clicking as fast it's as I can, okay? It's the second one. It's the second one. I'm going. It's, I All see right? a lot of trees and some rocks. Yes. But they could build they could build another highway that goes from there over to Highway 11. And the only reason they don't is there's not enough people living up there to make it worthwhile. And second, most of most of the commercial traffic that actually goes from Western Canada to Eastern Canada travels through the states anyways, either going south of Lake Michigan and coming back up through Detroit and Sarnia, or just passing under Lake Superior and crossing into Ontario and Sault Ste. Marie. Mm. Because it because those are both faster routes than going through all of northern Ontario just to just to get down to Quebec and southern Ontario and further points east. Still, it means that it means that our national highway system has these two has these two like weak points there at the Nipigon River Bridge and another for between West Hawk Lake uh, in uh, in Manitoba and Kenora, Ontario, where there are no other traffic routes available. See West Hawk Lake. So anyway, let's get back. Let's get back to the. Let's get back to the point that I was originally getting to, and that is bomb the bridge. That is some people. Is that what yeah, you? Some people claim oh. no, uh, north of Nipigon. Some people claim that you can drive from Armstrong, Ontario, at the top of Highway 527, over to Auden, Ontario, which is a rail stop on the other side of. Uh, the lake, which brings you down roads that uh, eventually bring you to Highway 11. Okay. And this is not possible, is what you're saying? That is, that is correct. That is, there is no, there is no road. There, it's, it's potentially possible by ATV with a snorkel. <laughs> okay. It is not at all possible for anybody driving a, a motorcycle a car, a regular like four by four truck, and definitely not commercial vehicles. What if you do like the ice road trucker thing and just wait for it to freeze? Could you do I'm that? I'm not even sure about that. There, there are a lot of ice roads in northern Ontario, uh, especially since there are a lot of communities that can only otherwise be serviced by air, and so winter winter ice roads are the only way for them to get like construction materials and other things that you can't stick into a Cessna, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I don't think, like, most of those, most of those ice roads only exist in the winter because, of course, they pass over lakes and everything, and the trails for them are, are pretty poor in the summertime where they aren't going across water. I'm looking at pictures of ice but, road truckers yeah. on Google Images. There's trucks getting <laughs> stuck in the ice, falling through. Oof. Now, what is coming out of this, though, as well, is that while I'm doing all this investigation, at the same time, I am populating bare reason, regions of northern Ontario on OpenStreetMap. Okay. By so driving around? Are you physically going out to these no, places uh, and surveying them? The, no, the OpenStreetMap editor... 
uh, allows you to view satellite imagery from various different sources and use that to guide your your setting of uh, points, creation of lines and polygons so that you can you can fill out the map. Hmm. Because there's there's a whole bunch of areas in northern Ontario where you look at it and you see, yeah, there's lots of forest, and then there's a straight line where some areas just have not been filled in at all. All right. So I've been going and filling them in because I'm just that kind of nerd. So what you need to do is add to your resume. You're an imaging uh, image analyst, satellite imagery analyst, since that is the job that you're I doing. I could do that. Yeah, uh, I could. I could totally do that. Legit. Get a job with the military, right? Or with uh, where are the survey spy company? satellites looking at now? Yeah, I could I could work with Sir Matthew. Get on that GIS tip, man. Yeah, I was looking at. Uh, I'm I'm continuing to see what's up with the uh, the different jobs available, and Indeed is not helping. They keep sending me a bunch of different Indeed? crap. Indeed. Indeed.com. It's a oh, I know, site. I know. I'm saying you're saying you're saying they're not helping. I'm saying Indeed. Indeed. I I get yeah. Um, spammy. My, my, my yeah. It, my joke felt totally flat. Indeed. You get spammy replies from uh, recruiters trying to get you in so they can get their commish and a bunch of like low value jobs that could be filled by anyone. I went and applied to a local company just to see it's what like would happen. It's like internet dating for work. It's terrible. And so, yeah, just like internet dating, I, I applied to a job and then it tells you at the end of it, it's just, there's approximately 96 to 100 applicants. So it's just like Tinder as far as I can tell. Um, but I went and applied to a job, like a test, uh, test job in South Dakota to see what would happen. And it looks like there was between one and five applicants. So it could just be just me who applied. So I guess that's the difference between Maryland and, uh, and, uh, South Dakota. Could be. But, yeah. I mean, it down here, the same kind of job with the same skill set and the same kind of pay is, like I said, it's a competition is a hundred people. And then if you go to South Dakota, it's one to five. So, I don't know. It's interesting. The problem is you'd have to go out to South Dakota, but that's not a problem for me. It's just out there for fun. Well, South Dakota looks like a nice place. Mm. And the politics are certainly better than anywhere on the East Coast or the West. Yeah, well, I'll keep that in. If anything uh, funny comes up or if I get a really dumb offer, really dumb, uh, they don't give you offers anymore. They give you invitations to apply. Which is irritating to me. It's not like someone says, "Hey, come work." For, I like your resume. I want you to. I want to talk to you about working for me. They say, "I like your resume. I want you to go fill out like ten pages uh, and uh, submit them to me and apply like you're some loser off the street." It's I don't know. It's there's a hiring problem. There's a hiring problem in the world, and uh, I don't know how to fix it. And mean and meanwhile, there's all these industries that are like begging for people and they're still doing this sort of nonsense with like, yeah, we need people apply for the job online. Yeah. I've seen your resume. Feel free to apply for the job. And it's like, yeah, you've seen my resume. You're talking to me. Why don't you like, why don't we set up an interview and you can then give me the job afterwards? And it's like, huh? Yeah. It's... Meanwhile, that is how it has worked for like a hundred years or more, right? But now that we've got the internet for everything, everybody's gone totally retarded. Yep. It's yeah. Cotton Gin's right. Just become a podcaster. It's a lot easier. You don't need to go through any of this job search bullshit. 
Oh, boy. I'm not a podcaster. I'm an independent software developer. That's what I am right now. Developing software for podcasts. Well, that's what I am even when I am employed. I make sure that my I make sure that my terms of employment allow me to keep doing like anything I want on the side with software development. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like I make my games, I do open source development, I do this and that. I don't want any of that getting fucked around with my employment, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cotton gin, t- raise your tent on your own time. <laughs> uh, woo! Yay! Pervert. He is a tent raiser. He says. An independent tent raiser. Well, tell me how that goes. See how many <laughs> tents you could get raised. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yep. All right. What do we have uh, to wrap this baby up? Actually, let me look at my time. My time. Hey, we probably got time for one more thing. Oh, we got we got plenty of time. I mean, I mean, we haven't even hit na- close to the hour mark yet. Yeah. We've probably got at least ten minutes. I think we could maybe do uh, fifteen another... or twenty. I think we could do another story for sure. Yeah. All right. Hit me with another story. <laughs> All right. I got I got an oh. entremat. Here's what I got. It's an anime thing. We got the uh, Evangelion Blu-rays uh, are going to come out. But here's the funny thing. They're being released by G-Kids. Now, when I... G-Kids? G-Kids. I hear, I, hear, I hear, like, a letter or number followed by kids, and I think of, like, probably the worst dubbing company to ever exist. Yeah, well, that was D-Kids. We're up to G-Kids now. Uh, no. Don't D-Kids. Um, G-Kids was a... Uh, I don't know. They they run like the loop in the third. They have weathering with you. They have a bunch of kind of the PG, PG-13 at worst kind of stuff. It look, And it's mostly children's stuff. I mean, G-Kids. Why are they Rated releasing... G for kids. Why are they releasing End of Evangelion? Uh, how does that fit in their catalog? I don't know. Did, can someone explain that to me? No? No one? Okay. End no, of Evangelion no, was not a children's show. I remember that. It wasn't a children's movie, for sure. It was very deep and dark with a lot of disturbing psychosexual ideas baked into it. Oh, why, why are they releasing... Why are they... If they're supposed to be all about kid stuff, why are they releasing, like, uh, Lupin the Third? That's actually... That's actually pretty adult at times. No, I saw that movie, the Lupin the Third, the first. That's a kid's movie. I saw it, and it was billed as a kid's movie, too, on Fathom Events. Yeah, but have you seen the manga? Yeah, Lupin III was kind of dirty uh, 35 years ago. It's just a, <laughs> it's a kid's show now. <laughs> oh, they distribute Summer Wars, huh? Oh, yeah. That was another I remember one. that. That was a good movie. Indie. They also have studio, all the, you know, the Studio and, yeah, Ghibli stuff and... Everything, yeah, everything Ghibli mm-hmm. is there. But that was my little bit of news. Also, I'm not going to even think about buying this because it's apparently the Netflix dub. And unless they have the original audio on there, you can switch to. Yeah, that's. I want Tiffany Grant. Thank you very much. That's all I want. I want Tiffany Grant to call me stupid and that'll be my day. Is that a job that I can apply for on Indeed? (laughs) Tiffany Grant's punching back. Both Death and Rebirth and End of Evangelion. And they're both being released on the same day. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd... and yeah i i want the i want the original the original uh the original audio i don't i don't bother with the with the dubs you know that oh yeah but uh english i want to be was... able to listen i want to be able to listen to to my japanese shows in japanese with subtitles 
Just like I want to, I if I'm gonna watch, uh, I'm gonna watch some other foreign films. I want to have it in the original language with subtitles. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's all I got for anime stuff. I'm completely animated and visual novelled out. We went on <laughs> that last one for too long, and we didn't even talk yeah. about Demon Bane. I was gonna talk about that one, but. So I'm still working on my way through through the Suzumiya novels, and yes. I'm on number six now. Okay, and I'm almost done it. I've, it's another short story collection, right? There, there's more than a few of those. Yeah, it seemed and, like I mean, like I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind that, but at the point, it gets like you really want, you really want something like more substantial. Right. Mm, like fortunately, a... fortunately, the next volume, volume seven, is a full story. That's good. Advancing the, I, I don't even know what happened to the overall plot of Haruhi. I mean, it was always fun when they had, you know, the main plot. Once they establish all the characters, and I think in the first two books, you kind of figure out what's going on. But then the main plot, where there's the different, you know, the assassin from the data entity is gonna uh, is trying to kill uh, different people. And they have to stop them, you know. Whatever they would go into those longer plots, I always thought they were they were. Uh, that's when Hari he was really good. So, I, you mm-hmm. know, I haven't read that last uh, the last couple books. I read I don't know what I said. It was like four or five of them. Have you even gotten the last one yet? No, I didn't. I'm no, I'm not planning on reading it. No, not at all. Well, maybe if I want to later. It was it was you talking about it was you talking about doing your own rereading of them that got me reading them. I changed my and mind. Now you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna bother with the with the series anymore. No, it's I just changed my mind. I started reading other uh, things and uh, didn't care for it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the other the other light novels series that I'm reading, I'm starting to get a backlog of them because I'm pushing my way through the Susamia books first. So thanks. <laughs> That's not my fault. I didn't tell you. <laughs> you know, uh, the last uh, book I finished was the Jack Reacher novel. I thought that was kind of fun. I think I yeah, said that on the show. Yeah, you that last week. Yeah, I said that on the show already, though. Oh, well. Well, I mean, after... I've still got, like, what, uh, four or five volumes to go before I'm complete. And who knows how much of it I'll bang out in hotel rooms uh, <laughs> over next week while I'm on vacation. Yeah. When you hit, um, if you wait long enough, maybe they'll have season three ready to go. Yeah, right. Never season three will come out probably the same year I die in my old age. Yep. Susan Miyahara, he, uh, season three premiere date, characters and plot. What the hell? Then this is fake. This what? Is some, this isn't real. Yeah, that has to be fake. No, this is some troll article. It doesn't exist. All right. Speaking of troll mm. articles. What do we got coming up? Uh, well, next week, yeah, well, like you said, you're got you're out next week, so we're gonna have a special episode yeah. of Rear Encounter. We can plug that. We can have a uh, yeah. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a secret. Uh, well, we won't tell anyone host. what's going on with that. Um, we'll see what happens next week. We'll see we'll see what goes on. Uh, another podcast uh, we had Hog Story uh, two fourteen just came out. There was Rock Anos with uh, Fletcher yep. and Carolyn, and just before first that, episode of. Oh, First episode of Planet Rage uh, came out this week. Yeah, well, did you listen with, to it? Uh, with Darren O'Neill and Larry Blydner of That Larry Show. What's that one like? It, was, it wasn't a bad listen at all. It was quite enjoyable listening to them talking about uh, 
people who rage, there's some uh, there's some good discussion there. Hmm. It's not so much like just being angry at things as enjoying the righteous anger of others in that first episode. Huh. Um, behind the Screams had their uh, episode 60, the latest and greatest. It's in my playlist on my phone, uh, but I had oh, they my caught up to us. I had my phone off, so I haven't listened to anything. Uh, the only podcast I listened to in the last like five or six days were stuff I listened to on my computer. Um, so I caught, or if it was on the No Agenda stream when I listened to it, that's the other stuff that I listened to. Like I heard the last when uh, Ben Rose was on a Hog Story, not last episode, but the one before. I only heard that on the stream because I just had it open uh, on my computer. I, I didn't even listen to the podcast, you know, proper. But <laughs> it's a, I'm getting used to this life here. I got my coffee every morning. That's my new tradition is I got to go and I got to make my, uh, my coffee with my French press. And I'm really digging that one. And then I open up my podcast index.social and see who's talking about what. That's, that's a fun social network. Um, and I've been working on, uh, you know, the Ablecraft stuff. Uh, software on the yeah. side. Uh, I got some. Actually, I got some progress done on that. I actually have some working, uh, working application, working desktop application for publishing nice. music in an XML feed, and it mostly works. I actually did successful tests uh, yesterday afternoon and evening, so I was able so to. Before you know it, we'll have pod albums. We will have something like that. Uh, so I was able to publish some EP recordings. I did. They were like uh, I did an EP of. It was really just demos. Uh, so I had two demo songs. I was able to load them in, and it pulled all the ID3 tags in and set everything up, and I got it hosted, and it spits it out with the album art and everything all set up right. And yeah, works with Podcast Index, works with um, all the podcast apps I tested it with, which was CurioCaster and PodFriend and uh, Podcast Addict and the built-in player on podcastindex.org. You know, so, wow, it's coming together, man. Coming it's, together. It's coming together. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'll be talking about better coming together with, than coming apart. I'll be talking about that more with uh, Sir Spencer tomorrow. I think. All right. Still, it, and despite all that, I did not write a Python script to uh, to produce rare encounter for me. <laughs> it's, someday, someday, maybe one one day, one day you'll do it. <laughs> Whether you do it before or after. After we we do our last episode, who knows? Yeah, uh, we'll see. All right, you got anything to close us out with? Not really. Not really. Ah, well. No, I, I, I covered. I covered everything. Ah, uh, well. In that case, we're gonna cut it short. And uh, I'm gonna go see if it's still raining outside. I'll have to go check and see if there's any more tornadoes pop down. Yeah, watch out for those tornadoes. Yeah. Well, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I'm cold acid. Adios. Later. I had a good woman. But she lay down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?